here we are. Here we go again, baby. Another episode of WGRL Radio coming at you live. Live. <laughs> what? Did you say live? I said live, girl. Live. Oh, my God. How does your pussy feel about that? Um, I'm not going to lie. I've got a few little butterflies in my stomach. Good. I like that. <laughs> it's interesting. I do too, but this is my dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> this is your dream. Well, in case you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> we have published on my Instagram and Heidi's Twitter the link. We're together. We have 300 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> But after this broadcast, we're going to have 300,000. Or 304. (laughs) Uh, We put out that we were going to be going live tonight, which we are. We've got Zoom up. We've published the meeting ID, and we are waiting on our first caller. So who out there in the listening area is going to be lucky, number one, patient zero, if you will, to WGRL? (laughs) Well, in all actuality... They have one minute before they think we're live. Correct. We wanted to start a few seconds before we told everyone we were going to go live just to make sure we knew what the fuck was going on here. <laughs> Doesn't mean we do. Doesn't mean we do. But we can pretend like we do. And we may have some technical difficulties. I was going to say that in my Instagram live and be like, we may have technical difficulties, but at least we're going to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want to definitely put up a post that says anybody that thinks you can do a podcast with just a laptop and a microphone you're fucking full of shit full of shit i mean if anyone had any fucking idea what goes into making this happen it is fucking crazy i mean so much uh, yeah it's it's insane like so much so that i'm not even a quarter of the way set up and I have to have a whole new setup. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking at Hadi. Hadi was trying to improve the quality of the sound in her room. So she's got, she moved her desk over to, I guess, across the room. And so oh, now I put I've, in a second desk. <laughs> oh, she has a second desk. That's right. Hadi is so important <laughs> that she has two desks now. <laughs> I really just wanted you to see all of the shit in my office. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I'm sitting here fixated on all of this knickknacks that you have on the shelf behind you. And by the way, my mother had that exact plant stand, which I think I've told you before when I was growing up. Which one? That one with all that shit all over behind you. Right over there, yeah. Oh, you mean the broil? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. It's so mid-century modern, straight out of 1972. I love it. Well, I love it, too. But I know you have some plants over there, but I see a lot of little things. There are. Little things. bric-a-brac. Yeah. If you will. Bric-a-brac. I love my bric-a-brac. I do look at it every day and say, should I edit? I'm like, ah, sure. And then I might move something. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything goes away. Right. But I might move something, but still. Um, but yeah, I think as I tried, I like in my head thought that I was going to improve the sound. I believe I've worsened the sound. <laughs> it's a little it's a little cavernous, but let's just see what happens in the final in the final output and what I do with my editing magic. You never know what's gonna what's gonna happen when I take your track from you. Speaking of the complications of producing a podcast, Heidi sends me her track that she's recording in GarageBand. Then I drop it into 
Logic Pro over here, and then I edit and apply a bunch of filters and stuff. So what you hear here live, what you hear H-E-A-R, here H-E-R-E live, is not exactly how it's going to sound in the finished product. But whatever, who cares about all that boring stuff? Um, no one cares, but what I really want to get to. Yes, let's get to it. we got a lot to do today, girl. There's lots of how stuff that's happening. How was your happened. first day of no sugar? Because you know what I'm drinking? Uh. This is my dinner. I'm holding up a big, huge ball jar of green drink. Ooh. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing a green drink because, you know, I'm like, uh, intermittent fasting is great, but I think for the summer, I need to like get my body going in the morning and start doing some kind of a protein shake. I think I'm going to start doing that at about 11. Instead of doing my intermittent fasting slash anorexia until 1 o'clock like i kind of been doing, I think I'm going to kick my metabolism in at around 11 and to see what happens because I think one of my problems, and I, did we talk about that we were going to stop doing sugar on the last show? I can't remember. Well, we talked, no, I think we talked about it off Okay, right. Air. So, so one of my problems is I wait till one to eat, and then it's like I'm so ravenous hungry, and that's when I do go in there, and I get into this right here. I brought this in here to show you my my absolute, I don't, is it crutch, or not crutch, what is it, my... Um, vice. My vice. This huge pantry-sized container of big chewy nerds. This... <laughs> I ordered. I don't think I've ever. I had no idea that was such an addiction, fixation of sugar for you. No idea. I have this massive thing. It's it is three and a half pounds of big chewy nerds that I bought from Amazon. That's supposed to be put into the workplace kitchen for everyone to use. I am eating this whole thing slowly, and this is my problem. I fucking love big chewy nerds. So I want to ask you a question. Can you actually have that sitting in your office for the next 30 days as we do no sugar and not eat it and have it in front of you? Uh, once I say I'll stop eating those, yes, I'll stop eating those. It's going to be other times when I try to when I when I try to not eat sugar. That's going to be very difficult. Like Rob will make something or we'll go somewhere or when I'm in D.C. The problem is going back and forth to D.C. to New York. It's just like, it, it's like a little mini vacation. And what happens on a vacation, you fucking fall off the wagon. It's just, but I'm going to try. I'm making my best effort. I really, I got to get my shit together. Summer is coming. I don't know what the weather has been like there. We haven't talked about it. But here in New York this week, it's been like, in the during the day, in the middle of the day, it's gotten to like, like 55, 60, 65 degrees. And I'm like, oh shit, it's gut check time. It's so, been almost 70. It's been almost 70, really? Yeah, it's been in the high 60s. And so in Colorado, it like feels like 65, feels like 72. And it does. It's warm. The sun is hot. It's been lovely. But Windy. we have a big fucking storm blowing in. Huge. We're just supposed to get one to two feet between Saturday and Sunday. Oh, good. You can go skiing again. Well, that's snowboarding, <laughs> and I'm already going Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't tell Peaches, anybody. Don't tell Peaches. <laughs> She'll go crazy. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I'm going to make my best effort, girl, to do it with you to, um, to not it's hard to not eat sugar. It's very hard. I'm, I'm going to clarify one thing for you because I think that we kind of talked about this. I am going to continue to drink my red wine 
and I'm still going to have my tequila if I want tequila. I've been doing good since dry January, by the way. I still really haven't gotten massively wasted, which I'm good. very, very happy about. Um, so I'm going to continue to just do my little watered-down sangria that I love so much, and I'm going to try. I'm going to make my best effort or, or put forth my best effort. Um, yeah, but- I have to. If I don't, oh, jeez. I mean, sugar for me, it's like I can do so great. Like I get yeah. up and I have my detox water and right. then coffee and even I'm so addicted to my green protein shakes. I can't even tell you. Yeah. I I honestly don't think I will ever go without them again for the rest of my life. Oh, no, people. <laughs> like it's, they're so good. So, so good. And so... And then I have a big lunch usually and then like a little dinner. But I love that chocolate or something after lunch or late snack at night. I'm like, mmm, dark chocolate or whatever it is. I don't care, but I love sugar. So now see it's my That's where I'm different. Tough. That's where I'm different. After d- dinner, I have no problem not eating any sugar. No problem. I would never ever eat any of those nerds after I eat dinner. Ever. Never, never, never. That's where I, that's where a place where it would be easy for me. It's just during the day when I'm sitting here working from home and snacking that it's just like a little bit of a crutch. So, you know, we'll yeah. see. So, but yes, I wanted, off. well, <laughs> I, I was trying to do, well, and you know, for me, I'm doing the no carb for 30 days as well. So I tried like two days ago. I'm like, I'm just going to go for it two days early. Cause I'm always like, if I go two days early, <laughs> the day that I really start won't be that hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't do as well as I should have. So it's like, whatever, you know, a little bit of, I was, I had some non bread and I was like, oh, this is so good. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. Right. But but I'm also throwing in my workout, my uh, lots of weights. I'm supposed to start swimming this week, which I haven't yet, but I'll get there, damn it. I mean, you definitely look smaller. I think you look little. Like, like it's not like, like you've definitely lost weight, but I just look at you when I'm on looking at you on camera, and you just look little. Like, like it's like you're shrinking. Well, then shrinking. I'm going to keep this angle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But like when you were walking across the room earlier, I was like, she looks little. Like, like I don't you know. know. I think it's weights too. Like I'm noticing because I'm lifting weights. Yeah. So it's not that I'm like, you know me, I'm obsessive about the scale. So it's not that the scale's dropping, right. but I have, yeah, I'm like I'm not shrinking yet, but I can definitely, I mean, I notice the difference when I'm lifting weights like that. Like I just, and I feel, God, I feel good when I'm lifting weights. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. I love it. Speaking of lifting weights, I, the uh, new crunch opened up uh, near uh, where I live. And there's a, you know, it's a new location. And I always love it when they open up new locations because it's just a different, you know, a change of scenery. It motivates you. You can kind of get out there and see something different, different hot new guys to look, to look at. at. <laughs> new dick to look at. Exactly. <laughs> So it opened up this week, and I started going to it, and I didn't even realize it my first couple of days there, but above the cardio area, there's like a convex ceiling, like convex goes up in like a dome-shaped. There is the most giant disco ball you have ever fucking seen in your life. I mean, it is- Shut up. I swear to God, it's four feet in diameter. It is- Bigger than Alegria? Oh my God, yes, way bigger. I mean, it is fucking huge, and it's brand new. I mean, it is 
shiny, sparkly. I'll take Can a picture. Can we steal it? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could get it down without a crane. It is fucking huge. Huge. Wow. I know. And it, and they've got the lighting done very well. And they spent definitely some, some money on it. And Crunch is pretty cheap compared to these other gyms in New York City. Equinox is like $200 a month or $250 a month or something ridiculous like that. So, you know, I, I love Crunch. I love the gym. I think it's it's a great place to work out. And, it's you know, they've got a lot of locations and they're good locations. They've got everything. But I just had to share with you about this disco ball because it is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. That's awesome. And that's closer. It's a closer gym for you. So that's that's always fabulous when you're like, yeah. look how close my gym is. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, you're, well, you've got... Sorry, I wanted to just give you a quick little thing. You said disco ball, just when I'm thinking about dance floors. We talked about, um, you know, Daft Punk breaking oh, up, yeah. and we chatted about them a little bit last week, and I told you about a documentary, yep. and it's called Daft Punk Unchained. Okay. And I, I just, just a little snippet, go watch it. I think you'll really enjoy it. When was it made? I wrote it down, and I don't have it. Well, I mean, is it is it recent or is it old? I mean, is it like no? It's older. It's okay. older. Yeah. But you'll it. But it doesn't matter. You'll love it. Yeah. It's great. So just wanted to get that in. Yeah, I saw some other stuff about them after I talked about that on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they people are just completely convinced that it's uh, a stunt of some sort a with ruse. them. Yeah, that they're trying to to engage with their following like they do so anyway we'll see but uh you know Heidi this week is the one year anniversary of us all working from home (laughs) (laughs) yeah I work so much that I have two desks in my office oh wait I haven't had a job in a year (laughs) I mean you said you said that a while ago which made me think about working from home Heidi is the only person I know with two desks that doesn't have a job (laughs) I mean, we. But I'm I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting jobs, several jobs. You are. If you create it, if you create it, you if you build it, it will come. If you build it, it will come. <laughs> you should say a little prayer like Paula does, and then you'll and it'll happen. Give me a job, income, Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. So oh, actually, great anniversary of work from home and i had a canceled interview today Woohoo! what happened <laughs> you texted us oh uh, yeah they uh the company they hired uh from within internally which happens all the time and i actually really like this recruiter i respect that she was she didn't have to let me know and she was super kind about it she's like there's some other positions. I don't know that you'll be interested, but I'm going to send them your way. And, you know, you can decide if you want to continue to have a discussion or not. And I, I respect that. So it was yeah. good. Well, she's really professional about it, which it, a lot of it wasn't like these super canned emails, you know, from recruiters. So I, I appreciate that. Well, it's nice when they tell you that you didn't get into and the reason why. That's the most important thing, because, I mean, the waiting is so hard and the not knowing you start to think and go down these dark, dark holes and like caverns in your mind about like, well, I'm a shitty employee. What the fuck did I say? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as I'm, uh, you know, I've loved working from home. I've made it no secret here on WGRL that I 
I, I just don't want to go back to work full time five days a week, which I don't think it's going to happen. But I think even I've reached a point to where I'm starting to look at myself and see the person I've become, and I'm even starting to get a little scared about about <laughs> about the fact that I really kind of don't like to leave the house in like a bad way. Like it's it's getting to the point to where I'm like, okay, when I I, I just leave to go to the gym. If Rob isn't here or I'm not going to D.C., I don't leave the house unless it's to go to the gym. And when I'm at the gym, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, good, I can't wait till I'm done working out so I can hurry up and get back home. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go to the grocery store and get groceries. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. Well, I'll say it's good thing, though, is that you don't like to keep a full refrigerator and you do have to eat. So at least you do have to get to the grocery store. Right. If it were like me, you really wouldn't have to leave for like, weeks at a time i know well and it's like i ordered a sandwiches from lenny's bagel or lenny's linwich or whatever and it's like it's a 15 14 sandwich but by the time i get delivery fee and taxes and tip it ends up being like a 24 sandwich i think i talked about this before and it's a little ridiculous to that i'm that i'm doing that so you know it's like the reason i'm doing it is because i don't want to leave the house to go down the street to pick up my sandwich i mean it's like i got to get a handle on it so It'll be good for me to get back to work a day or two a week with everybody else among the people and, you know, Well, I think that, you know, what, that'll be good when that happens for you. But then it's also, I mean, it's been winter. Yeah. Sure, the pandemic happened in the summer, but, you know, it started then. But, you know, you, we were still out and about a little bit. You were out and about in the summer, some, and still yeah, going yeah. to D.C. And then, you know, once that winter hits, you're just like, uh, I don't fucking have to go outside. Right. And so it's a good thing. I mean, Sunday, we spring forward. Oh, I cannot fucking wait. Oh, Ugh. my God. Rita looked at me, and because, you know, of course, like the sun is setting a little bit later. And today it was like, I don't know, even like 5.30. He's like, oh, look at how bright it is outside still. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Great. oh, that's so true. And so, yeah, so that happens on Sunday. So don't forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a work from home happy hour on Friday where, you know, our leadership at work is just fucking awesome. And they try to do stuff to keep us engaged and, you know, have fun with everyone. And our CFO and my boss and, you know, the VPs and, like, the the true leadership of our department will get on. And he wears, like, costumes like Michael Ulrich would wear. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He is super engaging. And he's just, like, awesome. So I told Rob, I'm like, what am I going to say if I'm called on at this happy hour of what I've been doing through the pandemic from the, for the last year working from home? Because they were, like, wanted submissions about, you know, did you get a new dog or did you this or that? And I'm sitting there looking at Rob, and I'm like, he goes, well, you can talk about WGRL. And I'm like, Rob, these are my coworkers, my boss, people who work for me, my like my peers. Like, I don't think that they really want to fucking hear about Heidi's meat curtains. A couple meat curtains. <laughs> like, I don't think that they want to hear that Heidi can squirt. And I can squirt. Right. And I, even if some of them do, the majority of them do not. Right. I think that that would be like kind of like a Cuomo situation or something. Like I have a lady who works for me, and she's going to hear that I'm producing a podcast where you're talking about how great your pussy is. I'm told all the time how fucking amazing my pussy is. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so, Rob. So no, I, t- I explained this. I, I explained no. this to him. And he was like, well, you can talk about the fact that you learned how to hang wallpaper and you hung crown molding. And I'm like, oh, 
I said, that's great. This is why I have you on staff. This is perfect. This is That is really good because that's not easy. And you did amazing work. And I can go into all the gory, gritty details of it and make people Oh, and that'll take up all the time you need to pretend like you're having fun. Totally. And I can make (laughs) a couple jokes in there and say something funny and everything. Absolutely. You could talk about that you grew a mustache and that you're keeping it. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's good. Mustache writing. That's going to make it into the meeting. Mustache, M-U-S-T-A-C-H-E. Is that how you I would mustache? like credit for that. I, I have noticed you do credit me for the beginning of that mustache. I, I want to keep that rolling. I do. You know I do every <laughs> single time. You hear me credit you with it. I know. It's true. You're the, you're the one who told me to do it. Um. But yeah, so, you know, working from home too, and like, it's like all these, like, it's like shined a lot on this fucking crazy culture that we have now live in, which is like, this is this what we're doing, this video conferencing and Zoom conferencing, and it's just hysterical, like, like going through, and I know you're saying, we make jokes about you not having a job, and, and yes, you have a great sense of humor about it, and, and, and although we do make fodder of it here on WGRL, it, it, it is a serious thing. And, you know, while you haven't had a job, you definitely have experienced like this whole like Zoom culture and like everything that that we that we are living with now after yeah, this I, pandemic. I laugh about it because I had meetings with Zoom teams as they were trying to sell us right. Zoom. Yep. Right before I uh, right before the company went upside down and everyone got laid off and i remember being in a zoom test call with a bunch of people from zoom and when we finished and i was like this is literally the best video for video conferencing i've seen it's amazing and it it, we weren't gonna do it and i don't it wasn't even but i mean it was just it was like kind of right before and i was like wow this is really amazing yeah well, we've said it here, so again, back to like kind of pulling the curtain back on WGRL and how we produce it. Heidi, we, we, have, you know, we have Zoom going for all of you callers to call in, and we have me and Heidi on Cisco WebEx, and I've tried GoToMeeting, I've tried something else, and nothing is like Zoom. There's nothing that gives the flexibility and the power of Zoom, and they have, they have done an incredible job on that program. I, I just absolutely love the application they have literally thought of everything i i don't know there's a couple of user interface improvements i could you know talk about but but as far as the 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 power behind it it's it's unmatched it really is i mean cisco webex is what we're using now for me and Heidi, and that's pretty good but but yeah it's uh i mean they just figured they've had it dialed in and i not knowing because I don't live on it like a lot of people are such as yourself or just anybody that's out there, but it's um they seem to have really like thought of everything. Yeah. How you can get fifty people in on one, yeah. you can get five hundred people in on one. I mean, we were on wait, we were on a Zoom dance party with like a thousand people. I forget at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm like, we're at a literally at a circuit disco but we're at a circuit dance party on zoom we were i mean that i think is probably of the of the last year during the pandemic since we started working from home and in and living in this zoom world i think that is probably the most just unbelievable eye-opening like thing that we did that i did 
in terms of staying connected with people. That blew my fucking mind when we went to that <laughs> that virtual that circuit party. And there were 750 yeah. or 800 people on the Zoom call. That was fabulous. And kudos to, you know, Hydrate Bar in Chicago, figuring that out quick. Yeah, that was incredible. They did an amazing job and kept it going for like six weeks. That was yeah, that was so weeks. much fun. That was that so was awesome. I loved that. And when Peaches and Daddy and Rob and Lur would get on there with us. And remember- They'd Just giggle and cry and laugh. I know. Oh, my God. And remember that time me and you stayed up like really late and Peaches and Daddy stayed there basically with us the entire time until like 2 o'clock Oh, right. <laughs> that was one of the first times. And then I fell. I was so drunk. I fell in front of the camera off the couch and Peaches <laughs> was fucking dying. That was so funny. <laughs> That was great. Oh, my God. It's well, funny. You... I do laugh because I always notice. Well, you know, you're always perfectly quaffed. You always do your hair. You always, you're always you all done up. You're always camera ready. And I, who have not had a job in a year, I'm like, I usually like shower at night because I get up and I work out and pull my hair up. Like, I'm, it's like whatever. But I always giggle. I'm like, oh, that's right. Because you have to be camera ready. Right, <laughs> exactly. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Conference calls are like super annoying sometimes. I mean, you you hear this shit like these these ridiculous catchphrases that we have, where people like say these words and phrases that just make no sense, and I find myself listening to them and going like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" Like I was on with one of, with the guy who works for me. We were on with legal. The other day, and she, someone was asking her a question about what to do with a certain situation, and she said, "Oh, let's talk offline about those hypos." And and I called each other after we after we hung up, and we were like, "Hypos, like what the hypothetics? Hypoth- <laughs> yeah, hypothetical situation. Oh my god! I mean, it's like, what, what, why, why can't you just say, let's just talk in about it? You know, let's. I mean, I do say talk offline, even though that's one of those annoying terms. But yeah, but that's a little more relevant to right. uh, offline. Is we're not going to do this while everybody else is on it, and that's yeah. fine. Hypos, it just sounds so contrived. But yeah, like it's you like, been it's, like, did you want to talk about the hippos? What? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like if me and you did a conference call, Heidi. Like you know, it's like, oh hey, there's oh here's Heidi. <laughs> oh oh hi Neil. Hi. Uh, oh, hey Heidi. Oh. Uh, Hey, wait, can you hear me? Uh, can you hear yeah, me? Uh, yeah, can, uh, yes, I can wait, hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're can you there. Can you see me? I see, I Is can my see video you. on? I can see oh, you, good. yes. Oh, here we are. Now we've oh, got good. it. Now we've got Heidi. Oh, oh good, good. Good. <laughs> Heidi, how was your vacation? I know you've been out skiing. I don't ski. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> me. Oh, my God. Wow, tough day. Heidi's in a bad mood today, everybody. Wow. I just got reprimanded. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, this, it's like, you know, I wanted to just touch base, Heidi, on a game plan. You know, we've been talking for a while. And I wanted to touch base on a game plan so we can hit the ground running with a level playing field. And I would say, well, do you, you must have heard of Heidi's dance floor sports corner <laughs> right. because that sounds like a football play to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but I do have a couple of items on my radar that I want us to be on the same page about, Hadi. Do you need to fix your weed whacker? Because it sounds like your grass is really tall. (laughs) 
Well, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem, because I want to address the low-hanging fruit, not the weeds. Because... I fucking hate the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> right? Because then you should say, you should change it up then. You should start saying, what I would like to do is start just picking the fruit off the vine. Right. Rather than having to reach up, you're like, I'm just going to bend down. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I can't it's... fucking stand Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. It's so annoying. It is annoying. It is annoying. Why is it so annoying? Yeah. Well, now, I know you like to be in the driver's seat, Heidi, but let's take a step back. What about take a step back and take a look at the big picture? There's going to be several action items we need to run up the flagpole so we can dot the I's and cross the T's. I don't mind the dots and the crosses. <laughs> I do mind run up the flagpole. I know. I like that. It's- Isn't it so obnoxious? Oh, yeah. Well, let's drill down here and get the ball rolling. Since you may have been out of the loop on best practices while you were out snowboarding, thank you very much. I corrected myself. Because when you get going on this project, I want you to be able to just pick it up and run with it. All right? Now, what we're looking for here at WGRL, Heidi, is we're looking for outside-the-box thinking that will be a strategic fit while providing all the bells and whistles without moving the goalposts. Now, I know that you know football, and I know what you'll mean by moving the goalposts. This is going to be a symbiotic project. <laughs> Move those <laughs> chains! <laughs> oh. I mean, does someone say all of yeah. that oh, in I hear one it. sentence? I, I've definitely heard some of these, yeah. And I wrote. I, mean, I, I, know I wrote I've heard these words. Yeah, I'm like. I, I, I've heard some of those, of course, but like when it's all together, you're just like, "Can we back it up?" Uh, right. I'm... <laughs> what about let's circle back on an action plan and brainstorm any barriers that you come up with? I don't want to end up parking this project, Heidi. I need you to write down anything that comes that keeps you up at night, as this can be very much like drinking from a fire hose. Shut the fuck up, first of all. Because what keeps me up at night are the great drugs that I do exactly. and not work. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, coming out like a fire hose. Like, really? Then well, I don't want to be on the team that's doing this project. <laughs> that's going to hurt. <laughs> well, all I know is there's no I in team, and I have full confidence that you will be able to unpack and pivot on these ideas so we can move the needle on this paradigm shift. Okay, the paradigm shift, bye, it's got to go. I don't <laughs> mind move the needle, and I fucking hate unpack. I fucking uh, hate oh, unpack. I, and it is so popular right now. It is so popular, and I want to murder anyone who says unpack. I can't stand it. And I had a very short-lived Life of unpacking just on conference calls. I fucking can't stand it. I'm like, shut up. Or when they shut up. When they say it on the news too. When they say we've got a lot to unpack here, so let let's start unpack. I'm like, you sound like a friggin' idiot. Idiot. I just can't stand it. I'm like, do not associate good times like vacations and quick trips with fucking work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Packing. We're going to just unpack this. Unpack like, this. Oh, shut up. 
anyway, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I was actually rehearsing some of these annoying conference call terms with Lur, and he had such a reaction. I mean, it was like I needed to like give him a trigger warning before <laughs> because he just was like, "Girl, no, 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 no! I don't want to hear this. I have a limit after five o'clock. No." We were on house party one evening, and I started going into it, and I started saying one of these things, and he was like, "No, girl, I'm telling you, no, no, you can't. You got to stop." So he's like, "I," he's like, "I've had enough to hear with unpacking." Yeah, I'm not unpacking. I'm sure you guys hear that all day long. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyway, that's a little <laughs> conference call, um, conference call terms to celebrate. Uh, Working from home for a year, we all we all love working from home. We all love Zoom. I I don't mind it. Uh, you know, I think I've made that very clear. But you know, the the Zoom culture and these terms and the are you there? Oh, we missed you. Or the other thing that annoys the shit out of me is oh, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, we get it. Everyone's always on mute. Like just just start talking when. <sighs> right. I mean. And the funny thing is that I, th- I want to ask you too, because like you're now, like I wasn't really in the video world. It really blew up, you know, in 2020. Yep. Um, so, you know, just regular conference calls and people muted or not muted. Okay, everybody mute your phones. The amount of time you have to take to be like, are you fucking idiots here? This is what you do on every fucking conference call. But now you have to deal with, the video aspect and everybody being ready. Right. And so not only the talking, the muting, and now the video. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. It's, it, is, it is fucking annoying as fuck. But I will say to anybody out there listening, I'm happy to do any sort of conference calls for any sort of job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can reach out at, at H2Nose. <laughs> at H2Nose. That's right. That's the the Twitter handle that didn't get us any callers yet, <laughs> nor exactly. nor did my Instagram post because I'm looking right now and no one has called in. Shame on all of you people. It is okay. It's okay. No, it's fine. They'll so call. So I was um, so a little bit of news for the week. First of all, yeah. it was International Women's Day. Oh yeah, yeah baby. I have a wet I mean, ass pussy. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason my husband won't stop trying to fuck me every four minutes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was so great. I laughed so hard. You would have been cracking up. I even said, "Like we're laying in bed." And he's like, "Let me get inside that roast beef." <laughs> oh my god! A couple meat and curtains. I was like, I can't wait to tell Neil that he is going to laugh. <laughs> I need him to say that into the microphone, and I let me isolate it. <laughs> He will. He's so cute. Like even I walked out before the call and he had just, he was watching the news and he sits up and he grabs me and pulls me and he's like, do you want to fuck me? Do you like fucking me? Oh, <laughs> like, I love that. Oh my God. It's so cute. I know, but it's so sweet. Well, <laughs> like, yes. Happy, happy International Woman's Day. Heidi, thank you for being a woman and thank you for having a wet ass pussy. I have a wet ass pussy. Thank you, Heidi. That's great. Um, yes, you're welcome. And happy when, when International Women's Day to my mother, your passed away mother, the mothers, all the drag queens that are dress up as women, me. Thank you very much. And um, killing it. So yeah, I 
I was reading a couple things about International Women's Day, and I think the most the most ridiculous thing is that Google put, published a a graph or a chart of great. <laughs> yeah, they did it. They 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 showed a chart here. And I'm going to show you on the camera of on International Women's Day the searches for International Men's Day exponentially spike up. Because I guess all the men in the world go, well, what about International Men's Day? It's like, you know, when you're a parent and it's like, I mean, it's like Mother's Day or Father's Day and the, you're a kid and you go, what about when, when is a kid's day? And they go, every day is kid's day. It's like every day is man's day. I'm, hello, have you lived in yeah. this world? Right, look at this. Here's the, I know. And you know what? That, it's like so stupid, but it's it's very telling. Look at that. Look at that chart. All those peaks. I mean, it oh looks my like- God. It looks like the Rocky Mountains. Oh, and it's that just tells you. March of 16, March of 17, 18, 19, and 20, it spikes up every International Women's Day, which is so pathetic. It's like International Women's Day is like the Black Lives Matter. Like it's like all lives matter, you know. Like exactly, men are like. Well, we matter too. Like, of course you do. But just this one day, day. right? <laughs> yeah, black people are getting killed in the street in broad daylight. It's it for right now. Let's just say Black Lives Matter because there's a big movement. There's an issue, right? So there's a problem. We're not saying all lives don't matter, right. but let's focus right now here because there's a big fucking problem, right? So one oh day, it's okay if women have one day. I mean, <laughs> I know. oh wait, they will say also that we get Valentine's Day as well. Ooh, thanks. Which is actually when most when, that's a spike of um, that's a spike in domestic violence day. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Some disgruntled. I'm not laughing at domestic violence. FYI, it's just it's just a joke. I know, but you know, some (laughs) some disgruntled employee at Burger King tweeted, "quote unquote, women belong in the kitchen." This was Burger King UK Twitter on International Women's Day. Tweeted, "Women belong in the kitchen." So some someone was pissed the fuck off at Burger King or and or at women, (laughs) and. I uh, just tweeted that. I thought that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I mean, I guess if depending on what you're going for there, but yeah. so there was. Uh, I had I sent you yep. something that I wanted to play that I just thought I heard it, and I'm like, this is fabulous. Yeah, I, when I pulled it for you, it's it's great. You can go ahead go ahead and set up the clip, but I thought it was really funny. It kind of ties into what we were just now saying about how you know it's okay. You don't have to fuck. It's okay that women have a day. It's (laughs) okay. Right. It's okay. It's just, I think it's really just a feeling about, uh, it's kind of that breath of this, what happens and being a woman and all the stuff that go along with it and the judgment and boom, boom, boom. And you'll, it's perfectly, it's just explained perfectly in this clip. So this is what I equate this to is just to, to, to kind of further set it up. It's on the BBC and it's kind of like their take on, I would say, the Saturday Night Live weekend update is what it looked like to me. Their yeah. their version. It's kind of like a tongue in cheek making fun of stuff, but in like a you know a serious format. All right, here we go. Women have told everyone to just fuck off. 
tired of being judged for choosing to have children or not have children, to have children and go back to work, to have children and not go back to work, for being too thin, too fat, too pushy, too unambitious, too hot, not hot enough, or even for just daring to be alive, women have stressed that everyone can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Nathan Muir has been gauging the reaction because apparently a man is the best person to report. What? No, 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 go ahead. Okay. Report this story. If you have a vagina, people have the right to judge you on every single thing you do, even what you do with your vagina. Or so it has been up until now. I spoke to one of womankind, or the clitorati. <laughs> No one is calling them that. about their backlash. Enough's enough. The message is clear, and the, the message is you're right. We will do as you command. <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's fuck off. <laughs> That's all from me. Oh my god, that's great. The clitorati. I loved that. The clitorati. That's um, great. No, it's 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 totally true. I saw a tweet uh, here a while back that says, for the Republican Party to pay attention to you or something like this, it said you either must be a statue or a woman. Like, I th- did, was that a tweet that you saw? I saw that or I heard it. Ah, might have been a tweet. It was someone probably ripped someone else off or something. Yeah. Just like I'm doing, but at least I'm saying that I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, right. but yeah, I, I'm like, you know, that's so true. They, they're so, is true. they're so, they so want to tell you what to do with your vagina. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, it's, I just, it's also, it's just interesting because as how that shit comes into play every day, I'm like, Oh, as I look for a job, am I too old? Am I too young? Am I, not, do I not do this well enough? Do I not do this? Do I do too much of this? I mean, well, yeah, you can I clearly get in your head and it'll I've, fuck with you. Oh, 100%. I mean, I've been told for years, you're too loud for a girl. Oh, God. You're too loud. You're too vulgar for a woman. Okay. So, have they heard this shit? And I can squirt. (laughs) I finally have a platform where I can squirt. (laughs) I finally have a platform where I can be a dirty ass whore. But just say whatever the fuck it is I want to say. You know, I mean, just... you are the furthest thing from a dirty-ass whore. I mean, <laughs> True, literally <laughs> the furthest thing from a dirty-ass whore. But yes, do you say things that a prim and proper woman wouldn't say? Yes, but there's millions and millions and millions of women out there that do the same thing. It's just that people are not I know. People are fucking stupid Uncom- and uptight pieces of shit. It's uptight. They're so uptight. And getting more and more uptight. Yeah. More and more. Ugh, Jesus. Um, did you watch uh, the interview with Harry and Meghan? You mean with Nutmeg and Ginger, the Spice <laughs> yes. Girls? <laughs> yes, Nutmeg. <laughs> I have to give credit. I told my friend that sent that to me. Um, my friend Greg sent that to me, and he's like, I don't think that's been used. I'm like... I'm going to start using it. <laughs> like he goes, I didn't even realize that I. It was until I wrote it that I put Meg in nutmeg. I was like, oh my god, nutmeg and ginger. Are you kidding me? It's That's perfect. perfect. That really I is. Know. 
it is. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to, I was like all of our, every one of our listeners right now is going to start using nutmeg Nub- and ginger. ginger. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you know, I watched that live. Oh, darling, it's so great to be here taking a stroll with you through Kensington Gardens. It's so terribly lovely. I literally can't catch my breath from all of the beauty. Oh, look, darling, there's Oprah over there. Should we go Should we go have a spot of tea with her and provide an interview? I would love to, darling. Can you carry me? Because I'm six, seven months pregnant, and they've got me in five-inch stiletto heels on cobblestone. I can't walk a step. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wonder if that's how the interview happened. Uh, so I was actually I, not annoyed with Oprah. Normally, I get super annoyed with her because she acts all Oprah-y. Like, it's Harry and Meghan! <laughs> <laughs> right, but she's when it comes to serious interviews, I mean, she's a pretty good interviewer. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I thought she, I, I thought she, did, she did a good job. Yeah, she did. I, I loved that she started it with the... You have no idea what I'm going to ask. We have not discussed any of these questions. Nothing has been, you know. That's a like, lie, by the way. I believe that. And so, which kind of bummed me out because you want that to be serious. You do. And I like, think. Don't, don't say that. It partially, I guess. It's a lie. I think it's kind of true. But you're, you're, you're crazy if you think that I'm going to believe that you did not have any kind of negotiation or, or discussion or any kind of contract parameters around this i mean you don't trust oprah and producers and these people in hollywood with your life like that they're <laughs> right. that is a bunch of shit i'm sorry I, I mean that's my opinion i guess i should say but yeah but i was like you know looking at megan and i'm like I, she's an actress and, and i believe their love is real but i guess a part of me kept thinking is she acting is this an act God, I fucking hope not. I know. Because that's pretty aggressive if you're acting. I know. And I don't... And I'm being horrible. I'm being harsh. Well, I knew. I couldn't wait to talk to you about it because, like, I had a long discussion with a friend about it yesterday, and she's like, God, you are so sour about shit. And I was like, "Mm, well, yeah. (laughs) You should meet my friend, Sarah Tonin. (laughs) Sarah Tonin. I was like, I need to talk to Sarah about this because she will side with me on all of my, like... Suspect, I call suspect. Oh, really? Like we're gonna discuss that again. So, couple things. Yeah. I think if you know, if we just start with the racism piece, yeah. you know, not an elephant in this room. If you just start with the racism piece, that's fucked up. Yeah, and I, I believe that up. shit too. I believe that shit a hundred percent. I mean, how do you the monarchies? You know, the monarchies. Well, they all their money is built on slave trade. Right. Well, they they <laughs> you, provided the template for white supremacy. Exactly. They, pr- so they have the blueprints going, at the palace. Yeah, they've got it. Yeah. Lock and key. Right. Like that's why that queen won't die. That key is stuffed up her vajayjay, and she doesn't want anybody to get it. Yeah. But so I thought I was like, God damn. So that's real, and 
for her to experience that, which I'm sure, I mean, who knows the level to which she really experienced that, right? which fucking sucks. And I do believe that there was the comment that was made about the color of Archie's skin. Totally believe that. Yeah. hundred percent that was said. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me they were worried that, oh no, your baby is not going to have the same disgusting, translucent yellow skin that we have. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you mean it's going to be beautiful right. and maybe have some light brown hue to it, gorgeousness? Right, because when you mix ginger and nutmeg together, you're going to get something probably nice. You're going to get a nice spice. Right, they need to thin <laughs> that gene pool out because it's like, I mean, boo. I know. I mean, I don't want to like shame people on their looks or anything, but it's like, girl, whoa. Get some color. Something. But so, I mean, I thought, I was like, that... That all of that is the real deal. I um Oh, and I do think too, the other thing I believe about that is when she said that the conversation was relayed to her, that that was not a conversation that was had directly with her. That was something that Harry came back and told her. See, we've seen that on The Crown, and not that The Crown, I know, it's a TV show, so don't fucking write me letters about how it's TV and it's not real life. I get it. Harry likes The Crown. What's that? Oh, I think they watched... Harry liked The Crown. Oh, well, did you see that they, when they asked, do you watch The Crown? Because Oprah's like, I've seen every episode. And she's <laughs> like, "Did you? do you watch The Crown? And they're like, that like long pregnant pause. <laughs> and then yeah. they were like, we've seen a few episodes. And, Meg, and he's like, Meg's seen a few episodes. And she's like, I've seen a few episodes. And I'm like, you've watched, you've binge watched that show together. So that's a perfect <laughs> intro for me to say... I am so fucking suspect. So first of all, you're living in Canada, Commonwealth. You're going to say, and then you meet Harry, the prince, Lady Di, and Prince Charles's son, the grandson, to the queen. <laughs> you're going to tell me you had no idea what it was going to be like. You had no idea. You were so blind and in love that you had no idea what it was going to be like to go in to um, be a royal. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe some people th don't think that they're... I don't know. Maybe they don't. Oh, my God. I thought for sure you were going to just, like, side with... I mean, are you... So, first of all, she's... An actress. She's already in that celebrity world. Right. And I'm not saying that she was a royal watcher. I'm not saying that at all. But you don't have a clue. You don't think it's going to be... You think that meeting the queen is going to be like meeting... A, I mean, she probably thinks that meeting Madonna would be bigger than meeting the queen. So I won't say that, <laughs> but she, she, maybe you know, like I mean, she just thought it was going to be a celebrity. But so I was a little suspect of that because, I mean, if I were all of a sudden found myself fucking dating a prince yeah. or the queen's grandson, I'm going to figure out a little bit. <laughs> I guess. But they I think they tell them, though. I mean, like there's been conversations that you've seen, like with William and Kate that where they say, you know, do you know what you're getting yourself into? You know, this and that. I, I, I think that they, they have some idea, but I think once you start to become institutionalized, 
you're that. I think you fucking have a wi- an eye-opening experience, and it's like, oh my god, wow. I believe that. There's... I believe that it was an eye-opening. I was. It was sad to me that she said like. She never was taught to curtsy. Like, where the fuck is the handler for whoever? Where is the training for even a week before you go in? Well, but I think that that probably stems from part of what she was kind of trying to imply about her being black. I think that they just didn't give a fuck about her. Oh, that's... Which is really funny because, you know, here's uh, Good Morning Britain, Piers Morgan who, like, had some, you know, great, not that they were, like, super friends, but had a good relationship as far as, you know, English English press right. and Meghan Markle um, before she was married. And then after, after I guess, Piers just started talking shit about her. Yeah, what and happened? And she cut him off. I don't know. And I'm, tr- I'm going to dig a little bit and find out because it sounds like she just all of a sudden was just like, I'm done with you because he just started talking all of this shit about her. Well, he, and it was, and it was seemed like it was, everything was kind of after the wedding. Well, he was, he left his show today, right? Like she wrote in. So I don't know about the writing. I I watched a couple clips. So there was this, there's um, one of a colleagues, what a, a guy that does some stuff on, uh, Good Morning Britain. They had him on yesterday, and his name is Alex Bashir. I oh, Martin totally Bashir. Pronouncing this wrong. Martin no. Bashir. <laughs> no, his name's Alex. Alex Jones. I've... No. <laughs> Alex Trebek. <laughs> ah, Alex. Uh, no. Um, Beresford. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. And he's black. Um, and so, and he was talking to peers about. I mean, he let him have it. It was it was good. Just talking about, he's like, I have so many times been the only black person walking into a room so often. And you have no idea how heads turn and forks drop and they pretend like it doesn't happen, but it happens. He's like, people asked me what color cocoa they thought my newborn child was going to be. He was like, this is nothing God. new here. He's like, so I absolutely so. And he started going off on Piers about how him and Megan had a relationship. And but then all of a sudden he was like, Piers, it is no secret that you speak poorly of Megan all the time on this show. And she just cut you off and stopped talking to you and wouldn't let you get in. And so you just kept it going. And that was the piece where he's like, I just can't do this anymore. Got up and stomped off his show and quit. Why do you just quit your show? I don't get that. That is so dumb. I was like, well, then are you just like admitting that you're a racist? Right. I mean, get a fucking grip. People need to get get a a grip. Everyone has lost all grip with reality and what makes sense well, that somebody was talking to him. They're like, you don't ever let anybody say anything. You just talk over and talk over and it's time for you to listen. He was just getting fed his lunch. So I need to go. Uh, I need to pull some clips from that for yeah, we need to talk about should, a whole segment on him, I guess. Because I, I love this. I will give a shout out to Tyler Perry, too, since uh, Tyler Perry, when they needed to leave Canada and they were moving to California. Oh, right. Tyler Perry yeah. 
Yeah, Tyler Perry let them stay in his house and and uh, and provided all the security. Now, let me just stop you right there. When you want to talk about suspect and like something doesn't smell right, like you're telling me that they moved to Canada, they get that their security cut off by the Queen. Okay, that's fine. I understand they were scared, but Tyler Perry is the only person you could go to. That's the only pl- you couldn't get a house anywhere else. Like you had to get Tyler Perry had to provide his security. You you're telling me. You don't have the money to go find a rental. There's people that, that do rentals in, in L.A. everywhere, all over the place. Neil, she was very concerned about security. Why? Very concerned about security. I, I understand know, maybe that. Hire, I know, hire a security team. They have Agreed. the money to do it. What? Why did you have to go to That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I don't. I know. What kind of security team does Tyler Perry have? I mean, does he have like next to like our U.S. Army? <laughs> I don't. I mean, why? Know. I just did. That did not make any sense to me. I couldn't figure that part it, out. And then I was like, well, maybe him and Megan are friends, and yeah, okay. she really likes his security detail. I have no idea. It, it just didn't. It didn't make sense it to strange. me. I, I don't, it was just like, well, okay, whatever. I know, um, right. The thing that I, of course, you know, I love QAnon, and I love these fucking wacky fucking things that people come up with with these conspiracy theories. But I guess the the common thread going around on the message boards of QAnon is that Oprah was wearing an ankle bracelet. We're back to the ankle bracelet. Much like <laughs> Hillary was wearing an ankle bracelet and John McCain, and more recently Joe Biden in the boot. And so if you remember the Hillary Clinton and the John McCain years ago was that they had already been arrested in conjunction with the uh, eating the babies and, you know, drinking their blood and all that stuff that Donald Trump was about to break up by becoming elected president. And then Joe Biden, when he broke his foot during the the campaign, he had an ankle bracelet on, too, because he had already been arrested. So but if you look at Oprah's boot, it does look like in one shot where they have frozen the video and zoomed in, it does happen to look like there is this abnormal-looking bulge <laughs> in her boot. And but don't you think that's just a cankle? I don't. No, no, no. It's it's weird looking. You got to look at it. It's great. I'm I looking. Mean, it's oh my great. God. But but so what they think though is that hold on, I'm going to blow your mind here because this doesn't just stop at Oprah's been arrested. They think that Oprah was actually. A CGI creation completely that Oprah was not even sitting there, that she was created by a pro by a by, by pro QAnon people who made the interview. So they created her CGI, you know, through CGI, and they threw the bulge in her boot in there as sort of an Easter egg or a hat tip to all the QAnon followers. So when they saw it, they would be like, "Oh, look, a QAnon person did this, and look, they put a little uh, they put a little ankle bracelet on her for us." And they think that, that that because she's already been arrested with everybody else, you know, she's already been arrested in the child trafficking scheme. <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. I swear I, to God, this is what people I are saying. Cannot, I know. I just <laughs> love it. This is the greatest uh, thing. I mean, this is like movie shit. Like, why we should make a movie out of QAnon or something like this? Like, somebody we get, better be on that right now. If they're not, let's get it. We need to like. I'm. I'm Can I we mean, get the I, rights to QAnon? <laughs> I hereby secure the rights to anything like this. I want to write a movie about about this bulge in the boot and the in the arresting of Hillary. And I mean, it's just well, you know, wild. a tweet. It was a tweet from uh, where did I? 
they printed out. No, it's a tweet from the Lincoln Project. Um, <laughs> that, and a lot of times, you know, I don't know if you follow them, but a lot of their tweets are just like these quick one-liners or sentences. Yep. Just and it's funny, but it was like Trump's second inauguration has been moved to March twentieth. You're lying. <laughs> no. Oh my god. So they're still. So why March twentieth? What's the reason behind March twentieth? Oh, I think no. I don't know if there's a reason. I didn't go. I think it's just the Lincoln Project just making fun of them. Like, like, oh, oh look, didn't happen on the fourth. It's been moved to the twentieth. Oh right. Well, I told you that hillbilly said that if he doesn't get elected on March fourth, then that just means that he has a different plan. Right. It's now the twentieth. I can't wait. Well, oh, anyway, I, I did want to go back and say something real quick yeah. that Harry said. Like I, you know, I appreciated that. Uh, you know, Megan had like basically the first half of the interview and Harry came on with all of his regal and poise and Englishness. Yes. And his royalness. So darling that Harry. Um, but I really appreciated that he when he said he could really feel history repeating beginning Ooh, to repeat itself. Yes. And I that of the whole entire interview, like the racism part was fucking hard. Some of the other, it's like, but when he said that, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Just be, just because I thought about him and, and watching, you know, and being a kid and his mother murdered right. and allegedly, w- allegedly and walking behind the casket and just that he felt that, like that he felt that feeling and he's like, we're out. Yeah. And I respect I respect that so much well, that and when that was just interesting to me. I like that he was able to show that you know it is a prison, and they're showing that you can escape from it. And 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 of the things that he said, that was something that that really gripped me. And I looked at that, you know, I was watching it here in my in my office, and it was one of those moments. And I was like, "E gads, I can totally see this." happening like he knows like that's what i'm saying like the stuff that was off limits or whatever like there's so much shit that we don't get to hear and know if everything was truly off limits he could have said a lot more like you know there's no question off limits okay fine there's no question off limits she boper did press them on that too and they did say that we're not they're not he they're not he wasn't going to answer that question remember about uh about who who said that they were worried about who said it about the color of this baby's skin. And, you know, it's probably Prince Philip, right? It's because probably Charles. Charles or, yeah, Philip, one of them, of course. Yeah, because Philip, Philip isn't senior. Well, that's true, yeah. Oh, right, that's right. It was he, Charles. He said senior royal. And, and here's what's funny. So Kathy Griffin uh, tweeted this today. She's like, you guys. So there's a picture. And I don't know if you can see it because it's all black and white. So, But yeah. it's Prince it's Charles, and yeah. he's like sitting around talking to a bunch oh, yeah. of people. Oh yeah, you guys, Prince Charles is being photographed talking to black people today. Wow, subtle. I know. <laughs> well, someone it's else posted like... a pic- someone else posted a picture of the Queen with like a thought bubble on her over her head, like she was thinking about something, and it had the look on her face. They the caption of the picture said, "When you're thinking about plotting a car crash, but you realized I've already used that." <laughs> I was like. Oh, no. Damn! It had a picture of her looking at Megan, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh shit! <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I mean, people fucking I, hate the royals. Oh, well, and I thought it was interesting, like when 
he was talking about um you know just the tabloids and when he you really think about it it's like does the tabloids run the monarchy or does the monarchy run the tabloids i don't know and they it's one it's just that it's chicken and egg cycle at this it point it is i mean do you think i was we were talking about this today it's like do you think that like it cuz nobody wants charles as the king no and so they could just bypass Charles and go right to William. Right. And because otherwise, don't you think this is the end of the monarchy? I mean, doesn't it no. kind of feel like this is the... I know. I said the same thing, but I was like, well, maybe it's the beginning of the end here. Well, someone said that he should be passing it on because he's married to Camilla. And Camilla is a, is a divorcee. And they would not let um, King George... Uh, retain the crown because he wanted to marry Wallace Simpson. So it's like right. this whole thing of like, well, how are you going to... Yes, the church... I mean, yes, the queen, the church has relaxed in their view of divorce, but at the same time, people are like, but how can you let Charles ascend to the throne when he's married to Camilla? And Camilla evidently is re, is very well received and people really like her in the yeah. UK, but still people are like, but you can't do that. He has to step aside and let William take the take the crown. So anyway, uh, I have yeah. one more thing for you to watch. Okay. So, and this is just about Harry, really. But uh, James Corden did, and it was like I think Harry might have whatever he thought it was going to be carpool karaoke, but it wasn't, and it was like this welcome to L.A. double decker bus. And there's this kind of funny little clip. And it's like this 17-minute little yeah. James Corden here. You should watch it because, first of all, Harry's just darling. Um, but, yeah, so. And, yeah, get, I suggest go down the rabbit hole of Good Morning Britain. There's this doctor. Um, her name is Dr. Shola. I'm going to totally screw this name up. But Mosk Shobombini. Oh, God. She <laughs> read Piers Morgan for filth she's a black woman married to a white man and talks about the overt in your face racism that she gets she's like i have a darker child and a lighter child and it is just maddeningly insane to see it happen. oh i'm sure i am sure oh, yeah. it is I, yeah yeah but so so yeah while we're across the pond in the uk we're almost out of yeah. time here but we should talk a little bit about rue real quick because there's been a couple of things happen that are just so fun on Rue. There is lots of fun. I'd like to start it off with something that I heard Bob the Drag Queen say that it's so great. He was like, um, Drag Race UK is so great that they have to call Drag drag Race in the United States Drag Race US. <laughs> I don't get it. There's like this. It used to just be Drag Race, and you knew it was just like Drag Race US. Now it's UK and US. Everyone loves the UK. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's just so much more genuine. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, Lawrence Cheney got run off of Twitter because of everyone's reaction to her, uh, because, of her because of her reaction to Ellie's lineup of the stand-up competition. Like, everyone got so pissed at Lawrence and was basically issuing death threats and basically just trying to cancel her because she had such a reaction to Ellie playing the game. 
And I don't agree with Lawrence. I don't agree with what she was coming down on Ellie for. But really, like, first of all, it goes back to what I always say. Like, why are you taking your entire online presence off? Or, Or taking your Twitter presence off the internet? Or taking your Instagram down because of these people? Like, you need to just keep going forward. Like to the fact that you do that, you're giving all of these haters and all of these people the power. It's ridiculous. Stop reading the comments. Yeah, stop reading the comments. Like, it's the same thing with here with us. You know, eventually maybe we'll have a listener or a caller or something, and you know they'll comment on the on the Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever your podcast, ever wherever you listen to podcasts when you're listening to <laughs> us, which is fine. But I don't give a fuck. That's great. It's engagement. Why do you read that and then take your whole entire existence down? I don't understand if you've built, if you spent this much time trying to build it. She went and took down her entire Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I mean, I understand the trolls and I guess she's sensitive, but I got to agree with you. When you are living in this world and that's your platform and you are now like millions of people are watching you and loving your entertainment and honestly, too, like, do you think, I mean, I don't know, maybe she should call Megan and Harry and see what they've got some extra security. Right. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. But, but Ellie, don't take that down. Ellie was playing the game. I mean, I get it. Lawrence was pissed off about the sta- about the order, but Lawrence did a great job. I thought Bimini did an amazing job, and she deserved to win. Lawrence was amazing. Absolutely. I mean, Bimini and Lawrence are my kind of my top two to win the whole show. I, I mean, I kind of yep. think I want Bimini to win the whole thing. Or Lawrence. I don't know. Both of them are so good. I, back and forth. I really like them both. I know. I know. But Lawrence, I think he definitely got sensitive about that. It was funny, too, because I was watching that and I was like, calm down about the order. Like, this is a game. I know. Once It's, again, you have to remember. And I, I find that interesting because on both – the amount of times you see a queen or like I'll watch a recap of something or I'm watching pissed off. Like, remember it's a competition right? and you do what you have to do to win. And Ellie, Ellie actually probably would have, should have lost. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Right. Um, and did it. So I, yeah, I thought Lawrence was got a little, got a little, his knickers were a bit twisted. <laughs> right. I mean, on that, yeah. But Bimini killed it. Killed she it. She was great. And by Hora, you know, good riddance. She was on my nerves. She just annoyed the yeah. shit out of me. I, I'm sorry. If you like Bahora, great. You know, she did a great couple of costumes. I loved her outfit, the blue. For the she, was yeah, amazing. The, like lockdown superhero. But then bye, bye. I thought uh, um, it was funny. Somebody was saying that uh, it was so great to see. Like you saw, Bimini had to lip sync the first episode and she was kind of like meh that girl went to lockdown and she fucking stepped her pussy she up did. across the board she did She's the splits awesome. the, the the costumes the everything yeah. she went home and said i'm going to work my fucking ass off because i'm gonna win this competition yeah. and then someone was like well and then lawrence went home and just like ate his way through the oh my god <laughs> the competition she is big as a house I know. And then she adds but, she adds those hip pads and then it's like damn. But I did love her beaded. I oh, loved yeah. it. It wasn't beaded. I'm sorry. It was uh, stoned on the runway. Yeah. I thought the pink, I mean it was great. Oh, it was gorgeous. 
I mean, I'm not. That was I'm not so good. I'm not body sh- body shaming or fat shaming. I'm just saying, like, I mean, she she definitely she's she knows how to pad and to accentuate the shape. I mean, she looked good. She looked really good. Yeah. So those are definitely my top two. So yeah. that was great. Um, do we care about the U.S.? I guess we have to talk about the snatch game for a second. It was a great snatch game in the United States across the pond back over here home. At home, they, they did the snatch game. I'm looking at my notes, and it's like, you know, yeah, Simone was great. Godmik deserved the win, I think. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I guess, like, this is going to sound controversial, and I really don't want to. I wrote this down, and I'm like, you know, I don't want this to sound bad. I'm all about Rue having trans on and everything. But, you know, she did Paris Hilton, and when she's up there on the runway and she's doing her looks— it's it's almost like it's it's fair. I don't want to say it's not fair, but it's like she's halfway there already. Like she's already got the woman's body. She doesn't really have to try to put the do any padding or any like shape or cinching of this and that. It's kind of easy for her. And I was looking she's at her. She's never going to get a comment about her beard. She what? She's never going to get a comment she's about her beard. Gonna... Right. And and that's fine. I'm still I'm all about moving the show forward and, and you know trying to find a place for everyone. But, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is about drag queens. And Rue, I guess, succumbed to the pressure of people insisting that she let trans people on, which, and again, I'm not trying to say there shouldn't be representation of trans people. I'm just saying it's about drag queens. Drag queens are men who dress up as women. And it's like when you put a woman on the show, used to be a woman, you can't change the genetic makeup. And so... It's kind of like the playing field is not level. And when you have someone who is as good as Gottmik, and I love her, I adore uh, her. I know, I do too. It just becomes a little bit easier for her in terms of how long it takes to get ready, the proportions, the bone structure. It's just a little different. And again, I am not trying to get down on her. I love her. But it, I just, I'm, I'm having a reaction, I guess, to the first trans contestant no matter who it is because i'm that just could possibly win right and because i'm a drag queen and i'm looking at that and i'm like you see what it takes for us to get in drag you know what that takes you have to erase the man's body and if you're a woman you don't have to do that much so i i don't know i, I I'm, I'm still torn i'm glad she made it this far again i really like god pick a lot but i'm just like i look at it and i just think I don't know how I'm feeling about this. I I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble. That's fair. Hundred percent fair. And I've thought about it since the very beginning. Yeah. I don't know. Because I do love her, but I do. Yeah. I I don't. Uh, I mean, I can't speak to it because I'm not a drag queen. Well, it's like, but it's, I respect. I absolutely one hundred percent respect where you're coming from and agree it's like it's like what's that baseball player that was doing all the steroids and he got in trouble which one <laughs> right jose canseco the first one no 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 this the one that was more recent like that big huge guy it's the same i equate it to the same thing like he that laid the playing field is not is not level between him and all the other baseball players i can't stress to you enough i'm not trying to say i don't like trans people it's not that i'm just saying compare apples to apples She's at a little bit of an advantage when it comes to a competition or a baseball yeah. game or a football game or whatever you want Comparing to call it. Adam's apple to Adam's apple. Right. She doesn't have one. Right. But then again, yeah. but then at the same time you can say you could argue, well, what about all these drag queens that come on there who have gone and got breast implants or who are taking female hormones? 
I don't think that's right either. I don't think that's right. They live as a boy, but they take a little bit of hormones to cheat. It's like you're actually kind of cheating too. So it's like this whole fucking thing. I mean, I don't know what 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 I'm trying to say or who, who I'm not on anybody's side. I'm just saying it's not apples to You're apples. Voicing your opinion, even it's like you know, like like um, who's the drag queen I love? Absolutely, Gia Gunn. <laughs> I mean, that's a woman. She's gone. She's going through the transition. She had already started her transition when she was on her season. Was mm-hmm. that fair? Mm, maybe not. I mean, it's, mm, she's already, maybe not. She didn't need a lot of help. So I don't know. Anyway, nope. Uh, a I really quick. I don't know if you saw this. Just two seconds. Programming notes for RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race Australia is coming. I don't know when. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be in. And Ru and Michelle are the judges. You know, we had discussed that we didn't think they would be. Right. But they are. Right. And then I think there's going to be a RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars coming to Paramount Plus. I think they're they're filming it now, or they're about to film it this summer. And then also to Paramount Plus is going to be a RuPaul World of Wonder production uh, called Drag Queen, Queen of the Universe. And it's a singing competition with singing drag queens. And I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm like, honey, there's a reason drag queens lip sync. They can't sing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's going to be very interesting. Let's hope it's better than the Las Vegas Rubio. Oh my God. <laughs> but like which you know, yeah, it was horrible. But I do love, I will say this right now, I love when here comes Thursday and Friday and it's UK, US, and then I get to go to my pit stop and my purse first impressions. Like right. I love having, you know, I love having that. Yeah, so, no, it's I, but, I do love the Thursday, Friday. But yeah, like how many singing drag queens are in the world? I mean, isn't that Three. isn't that no, isn't I, that pool shallow? Like, how do you do? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Let's hope we get some booger drag queens up there belting it out. Right, or like the Susan Boyle of drag queens, just like yes, someone that's who what I want to see is going to just blow your mind. <laughs> Speaking of si- well, of singing competitions, did you hear Claudia Conway on American Idol? I did not. Oh, here. You got to hear this real quick. So she was on American Idol. You know, uh, Kellyanne's daughter. Thank you. Kellyanne Conway and George Conway's daughter, who is one of the heads of the Lincoln Project. She was on American Idol, and I thought it was pretty good. So she's kind of got like a sob story and everything, and it showed pictures or videos of um, Kellyanne, and George was there with her. Kellyanne was live via Zoom or whatever the hell, you know, they were broadcasting her on on the big screen. But she did a good job, I thought. Here, you, t- you tell me what you think. And you got me like, oh, oh, what you want from me. And I tried to buy your pretty heart the price to Baby, you got me like, oh. And so then, and... Yeah, pretty good. Right. And then... Better than me. And then Katy Perry goes on to kind of like say, hey, you've had a lot of shit go on here. I'll find it. And you can, I'm just like, really? That's what you're saying, Katy? Think about, sing this next. So what other song do you have? Um, When We Were Young by Adele. Okay. When you sing this next song, think about when you were young. And there's a sadness there. Mm -hmm. It's like you lost your youth because you weren't able to experience it 
on your own I'm without like, all this noise. Stick so it in your ass. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What noise are you creating? <laughs> right. And then she sings. Yes. And everybody here is watching. I think she's pretty good, though, you know? Yeah, pretty good. Absolutely. I, I, they've put a lot of other people through to Hollywood that sound a lot shittier than this. No, I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> right? anything that would make her happy. Did happen. she go through? Yeah, she did, but she got, listen to this. Hold on. That's George talking. Listen to what Katie says in a second. Girl, hanging like hearted a little bit. You left you for impressed for the rest of the oh, I contestants we have she on says, the show. I found you. Oh, here it is. In your life. Here it is. Listen you to this. In your life. Challenging for the rest of the contestants we have on the show. I don't know. There's a lot of noise in your life. <laughs> you have to calm the storm that is around you. Meaning, uh, before you sing, you need to get off your phone. You need to stop reading your comments. Yeah. <laughs> Push it aside. Because if not, you may not ever rise above your dad or your mom. It's your choice. I'm like, what Katie, the fuck? you need to check the vocal fry in your voice before <laughs> you speak to the contestants. Oh, God. Uh, you've got a lot of noise. Uh, yeah, you yeah. should put down your phone. Don't read your comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She does have a lot of vocal fry. Oh, Katie. Because if not, <laughs> go be a mother. You may not ever rise above your dad. It's okay. I mean, it's not. It's, I've heard way worse. <laughs> yeah, but at the beginning, she's like, "There's a lot of noise." There's a lot of noise. <laughs> Why the sad story? Yeah, I mean, okay, right. She was probably seen and heard some crazy shit in the house, but I mean, does she really have that? I want to know what she's seen and oh, heard. Oh yeah, I mean, house. my God, the story she should write a tell-all book. Right? Oh, no kidding, man. But anywho, but anywho. Well, Heidi, I think we're out of oh, time. Oh, gosh, I know that noise. I was waiting for the ding-dong. Your conference call is over. Your Zoom call is over. <laughs> exactly. Your 40 minutes is up. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we, well didn't get... we didn't get a caller this week, but I bet we do next week. I'm looking at the Zoom window, and there's no callers. That's okay. There will be one one day. Somebody, some of you need to call in on the Zoom in, but we'll put it on Instagram. We're starting our media frenzy. <laughs> media frenzy. The blitz. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the media blitz. <laughs> the blitz. Now, there's another, that's another corporate piece for the marketing team. Yep. It's time to start your media blitz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, did you say blitz? Because I really like strawberry blitzes. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, girl. Well, have a good week, and we will see you all, see you all, hear from you all next week on WGRL Radio. Radio. See you on the dance floor. Mm -hmm.